For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Hack City, Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. And today we're going to be sharing our final thoughts on the college football playoff before this weekend, before these games are played, our predictions, who we think is going to win each matchup, all of that and more. Sean, before we get to that, though, can you just share with our listeners really quickly a word from our friends over at Bet Online? I'd love to. Did you do any gambling over the holidays, Joe? Oh my god, dude! I got I got unbelievably butchered. I mean, did did you also bet on the Bengals and then what was the other one? Oh, the uh, the Broncos. Yeah, I got railroaded oh. real bad all week, and you're trying to stay. And you know what? I was surrounded by my family, and and you know there's enough other things to keep me away from the 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 sickness is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, but it was a true bath over the holidays i don't know if i got one right I, I think i got two bets right and they were that was it and there there was a, a volume yeah yeah i think i was somewhere in that range yeah well yeah. you were preoccupied with different things at the veil bars um you sent me one of the funniest <laughs> photos yeah, i've we're, seen in a while we're, we're, we're not gonna address that <laughs> so, uh, regardless uh if you want to have some more action during all these bowl games and all the fcs playoffs that are coming up and the fbs playoffs and all the all the fun and if you're just itching to get to hockey and basketball, you can do that too. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available. Uh, you need with desktop and mobile access. Just to, I'm going to get on cam this week. Regardless, head to Bet Online, head there today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you're going to be betting, go to Bet Online. I don't know why I wasn't. Uh, I don't you know why I, didn't, I, I, I wasn't ready. That was a very abrupt ending. I even gave you a bonus tagline. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you just make up a tagline for Bet Online? I saw you weren't looking, so I gave them an extra tagline to give you an extra second. Oh, don't don't act like you did that. That's out exactly of, what I was doing, Joseph. I'm a generosity. Go screw. I'm a All right, college football playoff is this Monday, which feels weird. Feels very odd that we're playing this on a Monday. Um, it sucks that this is not rightfully on that Saturday, the thirtieth, but. I digress. Everybody gripes about the timing of these things when they happen and nothing is going to get changed. These two matchups, Washington versus Texas, Alabama versus Michigan. One of the few times, Sean, where I feel like we could get any number of combinations for the national championship. Anything can truly play out from these matchups. This doesn't feel like last year where it felt like a lock for Georgia 
to be playing in that game. And it was a little bit of a toss up, but going into the weekend, everyone said that it was going to be Michigan versus Georgia ends up being an upset with TCU. I want to start our attention here with um, the Rose Bowl, Michigan versus Alabama. Your initial thoughts here on how you think that this game is going to play out. It, there's so many factors in this game. I think both teams are going to be incredibly well-prepared. Saban's going to be, ha- Saban's going to have his team ready. Uh, he's going to have coached his ass off Harbaugh, the same thing. And in this game, both teams have fine trenches, fine offenses. It comes down to the quarterbacks. Uh, Milro got really hot at the end of the year and turned in his best performance in the sec championship game. That was great. He's now had a month off since then. JJ McCarthy did fine all year, and the team kind of took him out of the game in the fourth quarter a couple times. I'd rather have, I'd rather roll the dice on Milrow getting hot than I would a team that kind of doesn't express a ton of faith in their starting quarterback like Michigan does with JJ McCarthy. Now, mm-hmm. is running the ball as much as you can at will a good strategy to win a football game? Of course it is. If you can do that, if you have that ability to get a lead, maintain it, and churn clock and win the game, who cares? You won the game. But for me, I don't think Nick Saban's really going to let him do that. Do you? Do you think if, if Nick Saban's going to let them do that? No. By the way, no. I, I'm. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. We were saying. I was just saying that with that, then J.J. McCarthy is going to have to make some plays. The last time J.J. McCarthy was in a semifinals game, he made some plays. He also cost Michigan the game versus TCU with some costly turnovers. Uh, So J.J. McCarthy is the key factor in this game. I don't care about the skill players. I don't care about running backs. I care about how J.J. McCarthy does versus Jalen Milrow. That's what I care because Milrow is is due for a mistake. McCarthy is also due. Who has less? It's super and this isn't a dig at you, it's super cliche to say this game is on J.J. McCarthy's shoulders because we've been saying it this whole year, but it it's a thousand percent right. Like, I completely agree with you. Thank you. I, I feel redundant constantly saying it, but J.J. McCarthy... I wish I had a different... I wish I, I wish I had a different slant. I can't find a different slant for this game. Because at the end of the day, they were able to win without him like really being a huge, huge factor against Ohio State and against Penn State. The, the run game, their defense, they stepped up to the plate. But this is a very different matchup because they're facing a very different style quarterback and an offense that is going to likely have an easier time scoring than Ohio State and Penn State did. Neither of those teams had a quarterback that had that extra layer of being uh, an effective runner when called upon and needed to be that type of a runner. So J.J. McCarthy is supposed to be a little bit more healthy. We don't really get a lot of disclosure on the health of JJ McCarthy. And it's been speculated that he's been dealing with something. It's been speculated that he hasn't been at hundred percent. And if you bring this up to any Michigan fan, it is the go-to automatic excuse. So I absolutely agree with that. Can he actually have an impact on this game? And can he make throws the way that he did against Ohio state last year, when they load up the box, they send a lot of run blitzes. They, prevent any and extra yardage that is going to come from running the football and dare him to throw the ball, throw the ball in potential one-on-one situations. It's going to come down to him not making mistakes and also connecting on those throws. And I'll take this a layer further. Jalen Milrow played one of his better games against Georgia and did not make any critical mistakes. Now he didn't play a perfectly clean game. He took some bad sacks 
he could have played a little bit better as a passer. But I, I just look at this at the end of the day is who of the two mistake-prone quarterbacks plays the better game? That That's the truth here in this one. It's it, it, Ryan. We know JJ McCarthy. And stinks. I, I, was, I was just in the process of hitting it. The um, I think McCarthy can. I like that you brought up that Ohio State game from last year because at times McCarthy, when they were pressuring him, I'm now remembering it. He got off some good throws, deep passes, opened it up in the second half. He's capable of it, but Alabama has a good defensive backfield. They have some talents at the corner position. Michigan's wide receivers are not the strongest is the way I'm going to put it, or is that's the way I'm going to put it, uh, trying to keep it nice and not tear down the college athletes. But if I'm looking at the matchup here, Alabama's defensive backfield has the edge. They do. So that means McCarthy has to be extra solid with his ball placement. He can't just go willy nilly throwing it into, into harm's way. He will pay for it. He has to. It's JJ McCarthy. Like he, he's going to, somebody's going to make him pay for the bad decision. It hasn't happened a ton this year. Alabama is the team where it happens. That's where it strikes. Right. That, so that's, that's a really good layer to add to this is that it, there is not a more advantageous team that is capitalized on mistakes or misfires than Alabama in the playoff right now. I, I, I don't think that they faced a team that is built like this that can cover on the back end really easily and then also can play very physical up front. It is going to be a really difficult day. And when they have an easier time without having to sell out to slow down their run game, JJ is going to need to play, uh, you know, to make some really good plays. I want to add this to, to the conversation. And I think that this is possibly deemed as something controversial, but I feel that Michigan, their front seven is deeper and more athletic than the version of Georgia's defense that Alabama faced in the SEC championship game. I am not saying that that defense is better in totality and from the whole stretch of the season comparing the two of them. But Georgia was without Jamon Dumas Johnson and they were without other players on their defense. And we saw the inability to properly and effectively spy Jalen Milrow in that game because they did not have an athletic linebacker that was able to keep up with them enough. I think they had that, that one kid, number 32, who was trying to do it, and he was fighting for his life trying to keep up with him. We, we saw he was like a whole step behind Jalen Milrow. But the edge rushers and the linebackers that Michigan has, they have the speed to actually effectively spy him. I think that that is another really important part of this that seemingly is not getting talked about enough. I hear too many people saying, like, oh, Alabama's going to blow him out. They're going to blow past him. Are, are we really ready to commit to the fact that Michigan is not better defensively, especially up front where it matters most uh, than what they just saw in a, in a banged-up Georgia team? I just – I think that Michigan does have the defense to contain. But if they want to make Jalen Milrow beat them, have to beat them with his arm, then they can't go for the sack. They just need to stay – they need to get a little bit of a push – if he's wide open, that's fine. But Jalen Milrow will make you pay for it if you over-pursue on a sack. You take the inside, let him get outside. He gets another two seconds to read the defense, which he likely needs a good amount of time. He he needs an extra two seconds. That's that's where he's going to thrive. So you can't be over-aggressive trying to get him down for an eight-yard loss 
when if you play defense properly, you can just get him to throw an incompletion, an interception, turn it over that way, make him beat you strictly with his arm. So I think Michigan is going to try to dial something like that up. Mm. Joe, is there any, just answer this for me. Is there any chance that Harbaugh is punched out? Is there any chance that he's looking uh, for the NFL at this? No, point? no, I don't. I don't think so, man. I really don't. I like. I, I'm. I'm sure we both agree that he's probably going to the NFL after this year, win or lose. Do you think that play? How much? Yeah, how yes, much of a factor is that? I don't think he's super punched out, but that's something at least on his mind. I, I don't think the, he's punched. I don't think he's punched out at all because it, it, the thing that's been discussed a lot, and this is purely speculation. The thing that's been talked about a lot with him, and if he does decide to leave, it's gonna—he's gonna want to do it on good terms. He, he's not gonna want to do it if he leaves to go to the NFL. He's there's no chance he comes back to college football. This was the only job that would have pulled him back into the college game because it was coaching at his alma mater. Yeah. And if he's getting pulled back to the NFL, he's not coming back. So why would he leave? Not with, not completely selling out and completely buying into making a national championship run. This isn't the circumstance that you see where coordinators are interviewing for jobs. NFL coordinators are interviewing for head coaching jobs. And you can clearly kind of tell that there is a little bit of a checkout in terms of the preparation for those games. This is all going to be done by the time the playoffs start. So I, I really don't think, and if anything, I think he's going to be extra motivated. I mean, also he seemed pretty jolly and happy about being, you know, being at Disneyland and everything. And, I think he's in a good mood. I think he is prepared. By the way, did you see that picture? <laughs> I did. Why didn't Saban touch Mickey? Why did Saban not touch the mouse? That's not good. That that can't be good luck. Saban needed to touch the mouse. And I know Big Cat said that that it's giving uh, uh, Michigan another point extra. But you got to touch the mouse, man. I, I, I was listening to another show that was talking about after everything that Disney has done for him in his career that you wouldn't think that, you know, maybe he wouldn't give a little bit of uh, I, a little bit of love to Mickey. I don't get it, man. I don't get these two coaches. Also, both, what do you call it? Psychopaths. The, what are you calling him? The mouse. What? I just call it. Hey, look, the mouse. Need, you need to, you touch know what the, the mouse, mouse is. There. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. I'm not going to keep on saying Mickey mouse. All right. You need to touch the mascot. You need to touch the guy in the costume. All right. That's something you need to touch. Why can't the these guy two guys in be normal? The Why can't either of these coaches be normal? Saban won't go along with the bit. And and the, the, the reason I think that, that Harbaugh might be a bit punched out, look at his year, Joe. Look at his year in review. Like, wait, eventually, wait, 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 karma wait, wait. has to kind of happen because uh, there's been no enforcement. The suspensions okay. were all Mickey Mouse suspensions. Uh, so this is – he's gotten away with it. I would actually add get your hands that. out of my face again. Get, get just because I put my hands up doesn't mean they're in your face. You're I'll stick my jetting them in at me. Face. You're jetting them at me through the shut screen. up, shut up. Hey, don't be so soft just because I, I I'm animated and I like to use my hands. Here is the thing: the way that he he went after Petiti, and I'm not talking about like with comments. He literally pursued after the Big Ten championship game and the way that he was directed towards Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, I think proves that he's pissed off. And that's the whole thing that I've said the whole year is that when you see visibly a motivated, pissed off team that is rallying around something and that does yeah. the whole world is against us thing, I compared them to the Houston Astros, they're going to find a little bit of extra something to pull 
pull from to be motivated. I, again, I'm not worried one bit about the motivation of this team because they're clearly pissed. They're clearly, clearly pissed. Well, Petiti, if you're an Ohio State fan or a Michigan hater, you shouldn't be mad with Michigan. You should be you should be mad with Petiti because he jumped the karma train. He said, "F this. I'm taking. You know, I'm the big man making the shots. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna call the shots here." And he just fired up a good team. They were a good team, but they had karma coming. They're not without weakness. They're not without mature, you know, the maturity or, or, you know, look, it was coming. Eventually, Alabama was coming, but now it's an even matchup because you got the boys in maize and blue all fired up. Now you just have to look at it like this is pretty even because they have the mental warfare game going for them also. One so um, is the real problem. One last piece of this game uh, before we flip to the next one. Um, I, I think what's also going to be really important is how Michigan's offensive line plays. Zach Center not available. Not having your most important and most veteran offensive lineman could hurt their ability to run the ball. But I also flip things a little bit. I saw, or, or we saw, what Auburn did to Alabama and how they position themselves to almost win that football game. They should have won it, blah, blah, blah. They ran the ball incredibly effectively, and they were able to use Peyton Thorne, who is not as good of an athlete as J.J. McCarthy is. J.J. McCarthy is a better athlete, more physically built athlete. He can actually really challenge if he's fully healthy. He's not dealing with whatever alleged lower body injury that he may or may not have had. I would like to add that I think that if they steal a lot from what Auburn did to position themselves the way that they they did, they can win this football game. I, I almost don't even know if if JJ has to really be an impactful passer. Rather, he needs to play the way that Peyton Thorne did with less errors. I I'm kind of I said this on CFE yesterday. I'm kind of putting the iron ball behind me. I, I'm I've chalked that up to pure madness. I'm not really thinking of it as true recruiting detailing or anything like that. Like, like I, I just can't because that's just a game that has crazy madness. But if you're going to draw something from it, maybe try to scheme up like Auburn did. I mean, they had them beat without a miracle. Uh, I think for the Michigan offensive line, uh, there it is, Joe. Finally, Carson Barnhart, you are a right guard and not a right tackle in this game, and you need to be. You're wondering who Carson Barnhart is. He's the right tackle all year for Michigan. When Zach Center went down, he moved to right guard, played the best O line that I saw, saw him play because I watched a lot of Michigan this year. Mm. It was the best he played. That's his position. Play right guard in this game. I hope to see 52 playing right guard. He's a great guard. And, and the uh, the offensive lineman they brought in for him to play right tackle. What was he wearing? 65, Joseph? If I'm going to recall. Oh, no, no. That was Zach Center. Uh, Regardless. Yeah. The, uh, the replacement offensive lineman, uh, the six man, rather, that came in to play right tackle, he was really good. So keep that. Don't don't try to put 52 out there at right tackle. That's a huge factor for me because I've been harping on it all year. Please put him at right guard. He's better there. A quick comment from Sam. Uh, Michigan offensive tackles versus Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell will be interesting. Turner and Braswell aren't as explosive as the Penn State rushers. But still high level players. Yeah, I agree that there's a you know there's a lot to come into play here with with those matchups. That if Braswell and Turner have big games, that's really going to screw things for Michigan. Is it Trent Jones? 
that you're thinking of? Maybe. It definitely could be. Uh, this question has been posed, but not as specific. Ryan asks, which playoff head coach does Sean Anderson remind you of? I've said Steve Sarkeesian before. Do with what, that information as you will. You know what? That's fair. Uh, it's, the, it's not even a, an indictment of character or an indictment of um, anger. Like he's a very angry coach, as we've seen. He's a little bit of a psychopath. I'm not calling you a psychopath. I'm just calling you a drunk. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've actually laid off the juice pretty good lately. I, 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 I have not. I've seen, actually, the holidays, there was a bit of, a, of an uptick. But uh, uh, yeah, the, the I mean, rate is, I think I'm a Harbaugh, personally. Uh, Harbaugh's no, you're a weirdo. not. Harbaugh's no, you're a weirdo. Not. No, you're not. What do you mean I'm not? You can't. You're not Harbaugh. You're oh, not, not Nick Saban. I, I, like, I like milk. And milk you're not and killing the boar. I'm not saying I'm killing. I'm definitely not killing the boar. I'm definitely not Saban. You're Steve Sarkeesian. Well, I don't want. I don't want to be Steve Sarkeesian. I'm You're going. Steve. I'm labeling, labeling myself as Harbaugh. I don't think there's a worse head coach to be likened to than the one who has well, an alcohol you know problem. <laughs> Joe, you know what? Joe is still you freeze. So that's what it is. So you know what? I don't want to know why you think that, and we're not going to elaborate. Uh, let's no, we know about, why I think that. Okay. Let's talk about Washington versus Texas. You're a dick. Washington versus <laughs> Texas is going to be a potentially a very high-scoring game. I can't explain it, but I also feel like it's got the highest potential for it to, for it to be a blowout on either side. If, if either team where if Washington isn't as good as we think and they just fall flat on their face because they hadn't faced a defensive line this good, it could not go in their favor. I don't think that's going to happen, but there's like a random possibility that maybe they weren't as good as we think that they are. And I really believe in Washington, but there's that capability here that they have the TCU syndrome. The other side of this is we could have a total Quinn Ewers meltdown and a total poop your pants moment for him. And they try to play catch up too much and it doesn't really work out specifically to talk about this game though. I lean Washington right now and I've leaned Washington this whole time I think that they have just too explosive of an offense to keep up with that they're going to position Texas to try and play catch up I think that Texas out of any of these teams is one of the few that can capably do that yeah they can score quickly if they go down by a score one or two or whatever ends up happening better than what Oregon tried to do but if there is a quarterback who presses too much and makes bad mistakes that could negatively turn this game for Texas, it's Quinn Ewers. So again, Eileen Washington, if they put up points quickly the way that we've seen them do before to get off to a hot start, that is what they're going to need to do. And you got to hope that Quinn Ewers tries to do too much on one drive and throws a pick. It's all very possible. I think if Texas incorporates Jatavion Sanders, is he playing? Uh, yeah, of course. But if yes. he if he's incorporated, that's huge. It's just a big deal for me to have that athlete getting the ball when it matters. Texas has the playmakers to match. I I, I will. I if we're gonna if we're gonna give Washington a grade uh, of offensive skill of an A, uh, Texas is an A minus uh, level uh, comparison is what I'd say. Maybe maybe an A also. So yours, I don't see that. I do not project this being a poop your pants game as you have labeled it uh, for him. I see That'd him be. doing. I see him doing fine. I I think Texas's 
demise, if it comes, will be too cute play calling. It will be too cautious in the first half, too much running the ball, because Sark, a little bit of an old school mentality, you get in the playoffs, defense and running the ball is a huge asset to have, but it's an asset. It is. It's an asset. It doesn't need to be the main focus. I could see Sark deviating too much and DeBoer just saying, hey, we've played gutsy this this year. We've played aggressive on offense. We're going to keep doing that. We're not going to change. I see Texas being the first to deviate too much from what they what got them here, and that being the demise, personally. Sark does have like this little bit of a... a I think not- he's too stubborn to, yeah. to, to, to let it be... Okay, so you know how John jo- John Jones went on a, an interview and he said, you know, a lot of the times when I was fighting and I was drinking and I was doing the drugs, it was always a I, I used the substances as a fallback, uh, like a parachute of that's why I lost uh, because I was on drugs and I was drinking. It wasn't because my skill wasn't enough or I wasn't good enough. That was his fallback to blame something else. I think Sark has a little bit of that also. If you were to keep doing and scheming and game planning like he was all year and then got beat, then he would have to admit that, oh, my God, I got beat and my scheme wasn't good enough. Whereas if he changes some some stuff up too much and he says, hey, we wanted to lean on the run of the playoffs, that is his substance parachute. I, it's a long way to go there, but it, yeah, it's a weird it, allegory. I don't know if that if it's just, it, it's just what came to my head. It's just it, it's just what came to my head of having a, a, a an escape route uh, 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 to blame instead of accepting that somebody might have been better. I don't even know where to jump off with that, but what I was gonna say Thanks, before you jumped in with that, if there is a coach that I I I feel like he might try too hard to over counter to like what we're talking about here, trying to play catch up, you know, trying way too hard to deviate from what you said, deviate from what has worked in their most successful games and try to play catch up too quickly. They they don't need to do that. They run the ball really well. They methodically move the ball down the field. Yes. They can take shots. Yes. They can beat you over the top, but they're a very well-rounded offense. They don't need to do what Washington does and they don't need to pull the bit of, we're down by 10 points. We have to get back in this game. Don't do what Oregon did where they abandon their typical run, their typical scheme. And then they, uh, they try to run a bunch of uh, plays that they don't typically run during the season. That is how every team has fallen for the Washington trap. I want to add this layer to this too. And I know it's, it's annoying to bring up injury stuff when you're talking about a prediction for a game, but Quinn Ewers has had injury tendencies throughout his time at Texas and especially this season. He was out That's for true. a couple games. They had to go to Malik Murphy. Um he got popped in the in the Big 12 championship game, had to come out for a little bit. Almost felt like we were going to have a Florida State type situation because it was like, "Oh my god, what the heck's happening?" ended up just being I think just a stinger or something along those lines. We have to pay close attention to this. I'm not saying that he's coming into this game banged up, but if there's a quarterback that gets Knocked out of games, the easiest out of the four that we're talking about in the college football playoff, it's Quinn Ewers. It is problematic that Malik Murphy hopped in the portal and now that he's going to Duke. I know that Malik Murphy was not great, but at the very least, he has experience playing. So it has to be right. He's someone that that can step... you know, a lot of Florida State fans weren't super uncomfortable because Tate Rodemaker came in and yeah. then he 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 knew the offense. He was at least a serviceable backup. 
Way different scenario when that guy's gone. But what I was trying to finish up with, so having a throw of true freshman quarterback into the college football playoff and say this game's close in the end and something bad happens, I'd be worried. I'm not saying that Arch Manning can't get the job done, but that's a problem. It is, but Joe, let the let the legend has to start growing somewhere. All right. It, it, he, he went from losing his ID twice on campus in the first week to you know, now he's beating Washington in the CFP semis. Aren't you ready to do that? Well, he, he took he took down the mulleted gun gunslinger from Ohio State, and you know, exercised his best as a highly touted five star recruit quarterback with all the odds faced against him. <laughs> uh, Ryan, yes, I understand that Michael Penix has an injury history, but he's been healthy this whole year, and he hasn't missed any time. He also it was it, it was speculated that he was dealing with something coming into the Pac-12 championship game. And the reason why he played his best game in the Pac-12 championship game is that he was fully healthy. I don't know the legitimacy of that. Cause it's not like the NFL. We don't have injury reports, but I, I get the injury history stuff, but Quinn has had more instances of being taken out of games and none of the other guys do. He's so I'm a, not, Quinn's got a bit of the that. dingies. He, you know, he, he's liable to get dinged up uh, pretty badly. Who do you think is the best? Ha- I I don't know if anyone has really good enough, Ayo, good enough hair. McCarthy. I mean, J- Jalen Milrose kind of just got the, you know, the short crop haircut, more of like a buzz cut. JJ. I McCarthy. mean, with with Ewers having short hair, it's it's got to be Milrow Penix. I don't like Ewers, the JJ McCarthy, McCarthy haircut. I think it's a little McCarthy in fourth. Yeah, preppy preppy white guy. Michigan quarterback. He's he's fall is the Michigan quarterback hair is is kind of like the Yankees shave your face club. It's always a little bit too preppy. Uh, Michael Penix and Jalen Milrow's hair is not like too completely different. It, it's just too simple. So I don't know if I can put put one of those. It, the, all these guys have like these really short haircuts. So I don't know if it, it's a it's, str- not, it's a three way tie yeah. for all the, the for the first spot, and then JJ McCarthy looks like he's showing up for. Uh, his Chase Bank uh, J.P. Morgan internship uh, in I his like, khakis. I like take over putting in Bo Nix because Bo Nix would have would have given us some excitement. And then uh, I wish that Carson Beck could have been in in here with Georgia because I would have put him dead last. Couldn't believe that's your your hair as a starting quarterback. And I know he's got a weird shaped head and it's all long and it's, it's weird. But Carson Beck's hair was was rough all year. He's got to decide on something quick if he wants to be a franchise player. <laughs> Bonix got a good hairline. Bonix is a pretty good oh, hairline. Let me see if he's got it. Does he? Yeah, he's got a pretty good hairline. Well, that's pretty good if he, if his hairline's still good at twenty seven. I, I I mean I he is like twenty four though you were twenty three. <laughs> so wait, I want to really quick look at Carson Beck before we we can. Oh, what are you? Talking? Oh God, the Carson Beck hairline. I told man. you, Carson be, Beck was rough, man. Oh, he's gonna be bald, dude. He is gonna be bald in the NFL. Kill Williams is a good hairline. Shit. Yeah, we're going to get a little uh, Jeff Garcia action from Carson Beck. I mean, <laughs> clear, a little Hasselbeck. Yeah, the bald quarterback, I, I missed them. God, do we have a bald quarterback in the league excluding Josh Dobbs because it's medical? That's a really good question. I don't think we do. I'm we were approaching it with Trey Lance. We were we were approaching that with, with Heineke's got some bad hair. <laughs> Heineke's got some real – he's going to go bald. All right, Ryan, it's a little early. A little early for this one, man. What is it? What is it? 5.30, Ryan. <laughs> uh, final final thoughts on this game before uh, we get to a couple other things. Yeah, is super excited about it. Um, I mean, the lines, the overs, 
uh, that just it just shows. I mean, Vegas could know everything and they could know nothing, uh, but they're expecting high scoring. I think it was set at 66. Last time I checked, Texas was favored by four. Regardless, if either of those things happened uh, and if it's 36, 32 and Texas wins by four and the over smashes. OK, that's still a great game. It's not going to be the slog of Michigan, Alabama, which I'm excited to watch because it's going to be a fun slog, but it'll still be a slog. This has the potential, Joe. This one has the potential to be a a, a classic, and that's what I'm rooting for. Texas, Washington. Remember that Texas, Washington game? That's what I want to be yelling at uh, in in four years. I I really would love to see just for the the. the really to play into the the narrative of what college football is and the, the absurdity of it. If Alabama, Michigan was like 14 to seven. And if this game was like 45, 52, I, I need that to happen. There's so much to root for. You could root for Washington in the last, the last team standing from the PAC 12 ever for the PAC 12. That's great. You have Texas adding some spice to the sauce going to the uh, SEC. There's it, it's it's phenomenal. There couldn't be more storylines around this, and it, it's magnificent. Uh, all right, let's let's jump yeah, to what he's being ridiculous. Yeah, I know he's being. Ridiculous. <laughs> let's jump to talking about Debo Samuel, and then we'll get to the the bet online Epstein Island thing that you want to talk about. So we have this whole drama unfold over the past couple of days and it it was instigated by Debo responding to the fact that apparently he goes on Kay Adams show and apparently Cam Newton is in his phone asking him to to come on his show this is after Cam Newton makes what people deem as negative comments about Brock Purdy saying he's a game manager Cam Newton has come out and explained that he doesn't think that those were negative comments but merely a characterization of a type of quarterback. I agree with Cam Newton. I think he's done a fantastic job of explaining himself. Yeah. Frankly, we've got a lot of idiots in media, former athletes in media that just say stupid shit. And then they backtrack and they don't know how to, you know, really, really explain and develop a point. I think that Cam Newton is slowly developing into a fantastic host. He's the way doing, that he, yeah, he's doing good talking about court. I like Cam. Cam, I, I trust Cam Newton talking about quarterbacks uh, in the same way I trust Steve Smith talking about wide receivers. Now they're the old guard of shit talkers at times. Yes, but I trust. Ev- I, I do trust what they say from the game perspective. You have to. Now on Kay Adams' show, Debo basically says, "You know, quit, quit calling me. Get out of my. You know, lose my number. Stop trying to get me to come on your podcast." Apparently, he was trying to get him to come on his show. It Then there's a released video by Cam Newton talking about the situation, explaining it, and he follows it up with, please post these screenshots because I have no idea who you're talking about has reached out to you. Debo follows up by sharing the screenshots. And if I'm Debo, uh-huh. I'm just moving on. There <laughs> oh, is, you're not, you're not sticking there, around with this one? <laughs> no, 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 because the screenshots that they showed – I'll, I'll pull them up in a second. The screenshots that he showed were the initial messages were in that goofy character font that Cam Newton used to use on social media. Those yeah. were the first like three, four messages. And it is a really weird back and forth interaction because Debo's basically like, who is this? And he's going, this is Cam Newton. Doesn't respond. Does Debo really think 
that Cam Newton texts like that and somebody's not trying to catfish him. The 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 fr- I didn't even read all the it way does. through the messages. I didn't read all the way through the messages and I immediately was like, "Oh, there's no way that he got duped this bad." Joe, Cam does text like that. No, he doesn't. Dude, I I you know what? Dude, pardon my take, released a clip of them talking with Cam Newton and saying that he has curated a, a special app keyboard for his font texting for his font there he, he I, I just saw it today uh, i can't believe this is your slant here he does text like that so I this don't know ball, that that, no what do you mean it's it literally he was literally saying yes i text everybody in this font i text everybody in this font so the catfisher uh must have got the app uh or or, or just simulated and known how to do it like cam and I don't know how they got Debo's number, but they were able to pull it off. These are the these are the messages. Well, apparently it was a South Carolina like frat bro that is had his has his phone number, and there's oh, now a video of, of one of these kids calling him and his hands shaking and his voice is cracking while he's calling Debo Samuel. But this is the extent of the of the conversation. And then you know, the, this, these are some of the follow-up messages that are you know going silent now, blah blah blah. I I just what a dumb menace from South Carolina that kid is just sitting in Columbia wasted saying I'm gonna mess with Debo what a crazy person I just don't I just don't understand though how I just don't understand how you could assume that this was real especially after Cam recorded a video of himself saying hey I'd love to really know who was talking to me and then to try to follow up and be like ha it clearly was you there also were really stupid people that were like oh wow cam got called out and it's like that these aren't real messages you couldn't tell that these aren't real messages look man i'm not saying it would have fully got me uh but if i'm debo it might have got me a little bit i i i think i think with the font he didn't say new number, which which it might have just been a, a a passing. Oh, I got Cam Newton's number somewhere. You know, I just didn't save it. Like, you know how, you know how athletes are. Nobody saves numbers. Nobody knows what's going on. It's about the game. That's what it, it's about the game. And if it's not about the game, it's who you play Madden with afterwards. And if it's not about who you play Madden with afterwards, it's who you go to club with. And if you're not going to club with Cam Newton, you probably don't have his number saved. So I truly believe that Debo did take the bait i i think that it was good bait as well now they don't have the level of, of of knowledge that i do of how athletes would would have responded but it was well executed all right let's get to the bet online thing i'll let you uh explain this one yeah uh so five days ago and we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of of why you know but BetOnline.ag sent out a tweet uh, about the latest odds of who will be on the Epstein list. And that's following an announcement. There's there's going to be 150 names listed off of who went to the island. We know about the island. Everyone knows about the island. Everyone knows about the the situation there. Uh, So we're not going to spend time bemoaning how bad all that stuff was. But to set a line for this is bonkers to decide we have the brass clangers to, to put a uh, plus 110 odds that any current congressman will have been on the Island is not. So 
That's nuts. Who is setting the odds and are they safe? Unlikely. Unless this is complete computer aggregate. I mean, there's huge names. There's huge names. And I think I respect Bet Online for going full Monty and saying, you you degenerates want to bet on something and anything, we'll give you something. It is unbelievably so stupid that they put out lines for this. I, I just can't put... And they're good lines too, Joe. They're good lines too. That's where does the math come? I I do really want to know where one the math comes from. And I I have to just add, how is there no fear of like defamation? You know, how is there no fear of? I don't know. I don't know who decides they're gonna because this is waking. This is not waking up as Wendy's social media manager and saying, "Hey, we're gonna be kind of rude to some people today," right? Or or the Chargers saying waking up and saying, "Hey." We're going to be kitschy and funny today and, and and be great. This is a gambling website saying we're giving you the lines on who went. And this has been discussed for years. Here's the odds. And I don't know if it's just joke speculation or if it's we have the plug and we're Vegas and we're going to get this thing going. Either way, it is it is a bonkers move to decide we're going to get in the play of political gambling do uh, surrounding a, a, an incredibly heinous and infamous individual and, and his his bad actions on his own private island and who attended it, it, it you just couldn't you just can't write it man you just can't write it this hey man they went they, they went viral so they did go viral of success with this i i just the, the the math is i don't know where you come up with this said math so that i it's just unbelievable that they that they ended up doing this uh all right let's get some of our questions here Sean, um, Ryan, by the way, asks where rack is. And it's a very good question. He just sent us some horrible, horrible questions. First one that we have from our friends, our you friend like racks. Uh, all right, let's do racks first. Right? No, 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 no. We don't need to. We really Why? don't need to because I got to read. You're this. calling them horrible. Then that must mean that they are. Can, can I read it? Can I, I'm all just going to read it. We don't have to answer it. Rack of tit 69 asks, have you accidentally sat on your balls before when you've sat down to take a shit? And Chester says, yes. Have you? I don't know. It's I, all I, Chris I, Hammond. <laughs> all three of these accounts are Chris Hammond, by the way. <laughs> That's what's don't, great. Don't, don't, don't put that on Chris. I'm kidding. On Chris. On Chris. I'm, Chris. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Um, Jesus. They're just two disgusting individuals out in Idaho making just torturing no rack i've never sat on my balls uh before I, I i've sat down to do that never i don't know if i've ever sat on my balls i got now, them plenty yeah I'm, i don't think we're at the low-hanging age where that that comes into play no nah, not yet yeah, 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 waiting on them excited yeah. for them but uh, <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> i'm not gonna read one of chester's questions because that one definitely is a little bit uh out there um God, we never have a good question. How much does Michigan, Michigan win by on Monday? Uh, first question from Chester. Oh, geez. Uh, if they win, they'll win by three. Yeah, I'd say it's by three three to seven max. Uh, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, does Michigan go get Brian Kelly? I really don't think that Brian Kelly's leaving. I, he's got no tie to Michigan, and he's got more resources at LSU. Yeah, I think... People are starting to get a little concerned about his momentum, but 
I think he's going to stick it out at LSU for another two years. Maybe he'll try to take the Alabama job when it opens up. Next question from Chester. What was the best gift you got this holiday season? Mine was two bottles of Jergens. You you got two bottles of Jergens, Joe? Nice. No, that was Chester. That was. Oh no, Chester but you just said you just said no. that you got. Oh. No, 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 no. That is a uh, end, end quote at the end of Jergens. What is? Answer the question, you dickhead. I got this Credence hat, which I love. Uh, I got some other very nice gifts. Uh, I got a nice little Yeti cooler, which I appreciate. But the the you know what. I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll say this. I think the top gift: new pair of sheets and new pillow. I got a whole oh. set of sheets. I, I've been sleeping like a baby, just so comfortable and cozy and clean sheets. I, not I my those, destroyed, tattered pair that just those looked, old I, ones were they so got stained. I, they <laughs> they are just thrown away. There's no need for them to be backup sheets. They serve their time. So stained. All of the, <laughs> were they the same ones from college? Um. No, God, I don't even. I the the ones you had in college, I I didn't even couldn't. Well, even I dropped hot the sauce on those. The original shade of those were supposed to be. God, you didn't. You washed those like once too. The typical. I never saw you washing sheets in college. Also, by the way, Tyler. I washed my sheets. No, you didn't. Plenty. No, I didn't see it. I washed them plenty. I never saw it. You definitely didn't wash that bean bag. Which you, were <laughs> you never watched that. And that was way filthier than the sheets. God, that beanbag took a beating. The the beads were so destroyed by the end that it wasn't even a beanbag. It was just a, 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 a flat black mat with a little bit of bulging in the middle of it. And I used to still try to sit in that goddamn thing. I know you did. I, I oh, thought you might have brought it with you to California. I was so worried about it. I do miss that, that oh. beanbag gun. Oh, before we get out of here, you didn't like my Christmas morning post? No, no, why I not? Didn't. It was a nice no. picture. To thank you to all the people. You're a, you're a dick. I I have asked not to share that picture. That was the worst I've ever looked. That was me post surgery, fully, completely dumpy. I mean, yeah. I could have been really mean about it and be like, "Hey, guess which one of us uh, gained sixty pounds and lost <laughs> sixty pounds after that's this picture fair. was taken?" No, that's fair. I I could be a jerk, but I am fair. That's that's what I want people. And I was getting called out. We played so many games over over uh, the holiday. We started playing uh, some dominoes games, and we were playing different beer pong games. And everyone was always trying to get mad at Sean. But you know what Sean said? Sean, I know the rules, and if you don't like him, uh, you can call me mean, but you can't call me unfair. And the last thing I'll be is unfair. And what you posted afterwards was a great photo of me with all my face. Uh, you posted a picture of me that my face looked like a stop sign. It was so big and red and, and wide. Oh my god! That was you're still, LA still catching your st- trying to catch your breath from standing up for too long. That was I know there's a lot of stairs in that in that in that place. Our last question from Big Iron: uh, Who is better? Or sorry, what is better, a Jaeger bomb or man? He wrote it. This really had a tough time writing this question. Learn how to spell. Or, People, you got, you're all having bad weeks with it. I know it's the holidays, but but let's let's try to be a little better with the with the spelling. Uh, or who is uh, sorry? What is better, Jaeger bomb or an Irish car bomb? What is Irish? Wait, Irish yeah, is is um, a shot of. Wait, let me look. I it like up. the I like the sake. I like what? the uh, the sake you bomb. Make, you just make, oh okay, I was gonna say you just make it up like a random. That's like a little shot of sake and some Kieran Ichiban, I believe. Oh, Kieran's so it good. Is... I gotta get a Kieran tonight. I gotta get a Kieran Ichiban tonight. Oh my god, that's good. Irish cream, so Bailey's and Irish whiskey. 
dropped into you drop it into I, I did this on my birthday a couple my when i turned 21 night did not end well you drop it into a guinness and then you Remember have to chug one, the guinness too. yeah uh i've grown guinness has grown on me a good amount uh jaeger has never grown on me that can just get sent right to hell that entire drink and any variation of it i, I just don't i'm tired i think that jaeger culture is weird uh i like guinness though um but my first choice is a kirin ichiban with a little bit of sake in it I also like a little. I like that wasn't corona, the question. That I like wasn't a the corona question. with a uh, with a little tequila in it. Also, it's not too bad. A little Modelo actually. You're just not. The, no one asked you what your favorite drink was. It was a. It was a one or the other question, and you're just adding. I'll go Irish. How about that? I'd probably say Irish. This the Jaeger bomb is again as you're talking about. Hey, you never. If you're gonna call me Sark. You can't get mad when Sark goes off talking about his favorite drinks. All right, you can't, you can't, you can't. You're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Last oh. question from Ryan before we wrap up here. Who's your favorite Brian Kelly, defensive coordinator of all time? I Brian Van Gorder, not because he was a good defensive coordinator, just for vibes purely. He looked like the worst guy that wears the 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 super republican sunglasses mm. you know you know what i'm talking about ryan I like, I like, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the look but he just looks like the really angry dad at the at the local um you know at his at his kids football game kind I'm of vibe a, yeah my favorite is marcus freeman best coach notre dame has had in about a decade you're an asshole all right good <laughs> note to wrap this up on at joe delio and at sanderson radio we'll be back with more folks Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any more of our content. God, I can't talk. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.